Yeah, hello, welcome again. This is Fred and this is Wilderness Walks. And today we're doing something a little different as per usual. I try to do different things all the time. Do another stream of consciousness broadcast. And I'm here with my good friend, David Knox. And uh, we're doing something a little different today. I'm gonna try to carry this podcast throughout the day. And uh, you'll get to see what we're doing. I'm not gonna exactly tell you about it now. But uh, we're going to go for a walk, and I'm in a different area today. I'm in the, the southern Kootenays, and I'm in uh, a town called Nelson, uh, a lot of British Columbia, and a lot of people from British Columbia all have probably heard of Nelson. It's one of those awesome towns, one of those awesome mountain towns. And uh, we're going for a walk right now, and it's early in the morning. I'm actually here uh, visiting my good friend Dave because he's, him and his wife Lori are both healers and traditional Chinese medical doctors. And they have a clinic here and uh, yeah, I've got some issues myself right now and so he invited me to, or they both invited me in fact, to come and live with them for a while on my way back to Haida Gwaii. And uh, that's what I'm doing, so I just got here. But uh, of course, anytime I'm visiting my good friend Dave, He's always got, you know, a lot going on, and uh, he's a different kind of person, and that's why I love him. We grew up together, we're like brothers. And I hardly get to see him anymore, so it's nice to be here, and it's nice to have that invite by him. But we're going to go for a walk right now today, and then we're going to go on a special mission. I want to introduce you just right now briefly, just to have Dave say hello, and then we'll put down his ukulele. Hey Dave, say hello to everybody. Hey Fred, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, I, I think it's my pleasure. I think this is going to be a real special day, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Um, it's already starting out good. A little skiff of snow outside. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like saw the raven already right outside the window. It's like it's one of those uh, perfect Kootenay mornings in the springtime. Snow's like melting off during the middle of the day, getting cold at night. It's like the air's all fresh with the creek starting to rise a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that fresh water coming from that, that snowpack that's here in the winter, eh? Coming yeah. in the winter. Yeah, that's where we get all our water from, is from our mountains. And it's like stored up here in the mountains, and as snow comes down to the creeks and uh, feeds our town. You know, Dave and I have this history. It's a really interesting one, which I won't get into completely right now, other than to say, uh, Dave, you you did study at the University of Montana, eh? And you were doing landscape ecology there? Uh, Yeah, yeah. That type of work? Yeah, it was uh, looking at the uh, idea of what ecosystem health is and how to measure it. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're really one of the first people to come up with some, or to introduce me to some of the early concepts like ecosystems integrity and ecological health and I know that that really twigged my psyche and I've been carrying that that concept with me and trying to look through that lens for ever since. Yes well back in the 90s it was a new idea and uh, I was very fortunate to uh, become in contact with some uh, really smart people who who came up with that and uh, be able to study under them and uh, develop that idea in my own mind of what health is because if you actually think about it most people you'll like really don't know what health is you think absence of disease well there's there's more to it than that and uh it just try it sometime 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's a really great uh, way, analogy in a way, is to look through that concept of ecosystems health or integrity when looking at the landscape. I know I've actually mentioned these terms before, but it's really kind of hard to fully express <clears throat> uh, what that means, but it's a great general way to perceive nature in, in, in general, I guess, in this through this lens. But the other thing that Dave's and, and both Dave and Laurie are very committed to is his health, uh, human health as well. And, and we, 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 of course, you always hear these, these concepts of everything's um, connected and, 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 and consciousness. I talk about consciousness a fair bit and I think about it and I try to perceive uh, the world in, 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 in various ways, which is still opening up my own mind and to perceive consciousness. But of course, um, I, re I do remember back in the day and back in the 90s when I was visiting Dave down in Bozeman and he, and he uh, really turned me on to some really interesting concepts first, but then later in life he's got involved with uh, Chinese medicine. And I remember him discussing how he might go further into that in terms of how to understand uh, new ways of medicine as it relates to even ecosystems health. And I just thought that was a really unusual sort of pursuit. And uh, today we're going to do something quite uh, unique in a way, and I think it's it's going to be an unusual day. Dave, what, what do we have planned for today? Uh, well, today we're going to use some of those concepts that I've learned in my uh, last 20 years of uh, studying uh, alternative medicine and human health to try to uh, help heal a whole community and, and heal the land and the uh, hearts and minds and of the people who live there and help maintain the, uh, the integrity of the town of Weimar's watershed where they all get their water. It's uh, in, uh, threatened, being threatened right now for, uh, with logging and to try a new approach to uh, try to preserve this rather than just a confrontational approach and it's using these concepts of uh, actually meditating for a healthy watershed, which was 30 years ago when I was studying uh, uh, ecosystem health, had no concept of what that would even mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's finding now that it's a very powerful approach to uh, affecting change anywhere in the world for anything. And I see it all the time with... Uh, individual patients. So I thought, why not uh, take this up uh, a notch to the next scale of a whole watershed? And if we can project uh, you know, peace, love, and gratitude. Peace, love, and gratitude. Yeah. What a, what a concept. Yeah. Rather than uh, victimization, anger, and bitterness. So wouldn't that be a more positive outcome? Yeah. I mean, I, I've had some times in my life where I worked in various situations like taverns and being a doorman and all this kind of thing. And uh, when anyone kind of yells at me and wants to throw a punch, what do you want to do back? I mean, you want to throw a punch back at them, don't you? Yeah, that's, you, that's, that's one reaction. Yeah, and, and, and what do you get out of that? You get a, you get a black eye and, maybe, and then you feel bad the next day or you might have hurt somebody or... And you made an enemy. And you made an enemy. And the thing is... We're all human, we all emanate from the earth, we all rub shoulders with all the actual entities that exist on the planet. And a big part of being a human is the fact that we understand that we have this consciousness and that maybe we can plug into this collective conscious that exists sort of even beyond the human mind. 
and into into the ether of the cosmo like the cosmic mind even almost am i just getting too weird there dave no that's exactly how i see it and probably us humans are the last beings on the planet to realize that yes everyone else is already operating there yeah and so to just plug in and and or raise our awareness and and work in the same way everyone else is all the trees and you know banana slugs and and lichens and uh, Clark's nutcrackers. Oh, hang on a second now. If anyone ever listened to that podcast with my uh, good friend Emerson Cook, remember he's the nine-year-old there, he'd probably want us to mention frogs too. Frogs, frogs are probably like that too, eh, Dave? Oh, yeah, frogs for sure. Yeah, so that's, you got it right, Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so I'm just trying to... to clue myself in and those around me to the idea that we we are communicating with all other beings all the time and and if that is the case which i certainly believe in in after uh delving into this for the last 20 years that we need to be communicating and projecting this message that is not bitterness, anger, and, and victimization and oppression. We need to be communi- uh, communicating this cooperation, gratitude, peace, love, health. And when that, when that is communicated, it's manifested. And that's what we're about today. We're going to go up to yeah. town of Weimar, and we're going to get a bunch of people up there together in the old schoolhouse, and yeah. we're going to get out there and and get everyone's mind focused on one positive outcome for our little watershed up there well, to that's preserve how... our drinking water. Preserve the drinking water. Oh, that's what we were talking about just a bit earlier. Yeah. And and oh, and you know what? It makes me think too because uh, now that I reflect on my own health, um, my wife always tells me to drink water, and I have to drink more water and. She's always going on. You know, I'm kind of a hardcore guy when it comes to myself. I don't treat myself that well. I'm just kind of like one of those horses that'll, that'll, that'll walk through the deep snow up to his neck till he falls through the ice. And then I'm getting close, you know, and then you almost drown or whatever. I got to start paying attention to my own self and treat myself a little better. And that's what I'm learning here with Dave. And that's what I keep, my wife keeps trying to get me to do. I got to drink more water. And that's what I've been doing. That's what, part of my condition is I'm, I kind of dehydrated myself. So I need clean water. When I, when I when I went to um, back east and I was visiting my family there, I turned on the taps and uh, I could smell the chlorine coming out of the water. I'm used to drinking out of our well, and um, I'm not certainly I don't really know what that all means exactly because I'm just Fred. But that's why it's fun for me to have friends that have knowledge in different areas, and I want to learn today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna lift the box off my head. You know how I talk about that sometimes, lifting the box off my own head, and I'm gonna climb out and I'm gonna try to engage with Dave and his community here up in the town of Weimar, which, by the way, Dave, can you just locate that town for us? It's not in Nelson. It's No, Weimar is a little village that is uh, about a 25-minute drive south, 40 kilometers uh, south of, of Nelson along the Salmo River. Yeah, yeah a Salmo River is a, a tributary to the Ponderay River, which is a oh. tributary to the Columbia River. To the Columbia River. Yeah. I've heard We're of that. We're in the Columbia River watershed. And Weimar's up in the mountains, 
in uh it's a it's a total little mountain town it's the closest village to our our local ski area filled with a, a lot of skiers and people who are living close to nature and it's uh it's one of the one of my favorite places well i can't wait to get and see that place now i just want to mention one more thing just to give it and of course this is all just an introduction to what it is that Dave does, and, and, and how, one of the reasons I like him, and I have to include Lori in all this because they're a pair. But um, we were just before, we're kind of late taking the dogs out for their walk right now, but I just want to mention one more thing. We were having a discussion just before we are putting our boots on, and we're just standing here with our, our, our clothes and moccasins on right now. We gotta put our boots on. But uh, Dave was mentioning that this town, um, and this region, in fact, developed through mining. Uh, and there was a, there is actually a history, a history of mining in this region. And what, what kind of mine was up there again? And gold mine. It was a gold mine. So you can imagine the fever that surrounds uh, gold and, and what that might do to the earth. What they had a big mine up there, didn't they? Isn't that what you were telling yeah, me? Yeah, there was a big mine and um, lots of mining going on for the last hundred years and uh, uh, some toxic waste left over. Okay. Yeah. Uh, recently, the town was the beneficiary of uh, some a big cleanup campaign oh yeah that's and right. some some government money and uh, used that money to clean up the the land right along the Salmo River oh. and uh, convert the toxic waste site into a frisbee golf course oh frisbee so, golf yeah so there happens to be a, a great frisbee golf course up there it's a a, a big uh, tradition in that town I've I've uh, played frisbee golf for uh, years up there. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Dave and I uh, started playing frisbee golf as young kids. Yeah, in the town of La Cañada, California, yeah. at, the, at the world's first frisbee golf course over uh, 40 years ago when the when the sport was just being invented. Yeah, I think that's, you know, just on a little sidebar tangent, I mean, it's such a excellent sport. It really is good for the whole family and for friends and old people, young people, just to go play frisbee golf. And often it's kind of nice to do it in your bare feet, you know. You, you, you put your feet down in the, in, in the grass or the sand that you're around, just wiggle your toes and in, inhale deeply, look up at the sky, take a look forward where you're going to throw, and then let her go. And then go out there and hang out with your friends. And the one thing I learned about playing Frisbee a long time ago is it, it, you, it's not like they give penalties or anything, but you're just not allowed to say you're sorry, eh, Dave? You're not allowed to ever say sorry when you're playing yeah, Frisbee. Yeah, you aren't, you aren't sorry, you're playing Frisbee. Yeah. 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 So uh, I won't say I'm sorry for holding you up before I walk, but why not? We should go outside. Yeah. That's yeah. A good idea. Anyhow, I just thought I'd catch Dave early in the morning here off guard and just start this podcast that way. Thank you.